Hey, 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 this is Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about something very serious, and that is our state of mental health. In 2020 was a bad year for a lot of us. We lost out on seeing family. We lost loved ones. We battled through depression. We had all kinds of things with issues with alcohol abuse and drug abuse. This was things that were weighing on everyday American lives and as well as people around the world. But there is a solution for this. If you can't see a psychiatrist in person, there's BetterHelp.com. And BetterHelp.com offers a private, affordable online counseling when you need it from licensed, board-accredited therapist. Get help that you deserve and be happy for once. Get back to the way that you used to be. And let's make 2021 a better year than 2020. And let's get the help that we need from BetterHelp.com, which you can receive 24-7 from the privacy of your home. Once again, that's BetterHelp.com. Just type in Halos in the infield to get 10% off of your BetterHelp.com purchase. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and a special guest host, who is? Hi, guys, it's Courtney. Um, most of you guys seen me on the um, on our Instagram channel. Uh, my handle is CourtneyAnn13, um, but that is me, so now we finally have a face to the name. <laughs> there you go. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can definitely see Courtney, and you can hear her voice now on the iTunes podcast, whatever uh, podcast you just subscribe to. So she'll be a part of the show now with me and Fernando. Fernando had a baseball game tonight, so that's why he couldn't make it. But uh, it might, it's going to be the, the duo will turn into a trio. So let's let's get to know Courtney a little bit before we get into Angels baseball because we're going to touch on what happened in the previous series with the Mariners, and then we're going to jump into what's what lies ahead with Oakland in a big two-game series. So Courtney, tell us about yourself and how you got into Angels baseball. Um, well, I played softball myself. Uh, my family, we are a big baseball family. Um, pretty much that's the only thing I remember us doing. <laughs> family <laughs> activities would be going to baseball games. Um, my, my first memory of going to a, a, an Angels game actually was when I was 10 and it was for my birthday. Um, so we went super early actually, cause I wanted to watch, uh, batting practice. I was so excited, you know, first game, just all the rush there. Mm -hmm. Um, so we watched the batting practice and me being the smart child that I was, um, instinctively, there was actually a ball coming. We we're sitting, um, in the, on the right center wall, um, there in the stands mm -hmm. and, um, I was probably if not the first row, definitely the second row, but I was pretty much right there. I see a ball coming my way. Instinctively, I'm just like, let me stick my hand out. Um, stuck my hand out, stopped the ball coming, damn near broke my hand. <laughs> um, ball actually fell a couple rows back. Uh, thankfully, the gentleman that was behind me ended up actually getting the ball. He seen my effort and gave me the ball. Oh. Um, so I do have that ball somewhere here in my little memorabilia collection um, that I have here at home. But that is my first memory of going to an Angels game. And that was pretty much it after that. Um, just been an Angels fan ever since. So nearly breaking your hand, the team nearly, well, most of the time breaks your heart, but you can kind of put the two and two together, right? So it works out. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's a good memory. I mean, I can imagine when you're that young, because I know it was like that for me, too. My dad took me to a game, I think, when I was seven for the first time, and just everything looked so gigantic, you know what I mean? And everything looked like yeah. bigger than life. So, I mean, all the sights and sounds the first time just, you know. Stick with oh, yeah, it was just it was something unreal to me because again, like I I have played softball or I started out in T ball when I was you know four and five. Um, again, we stuck just ran with it. Um, once I turned eight, uh, we started into the little league that we have here in my hometown, mm -hmm. and again we just ran with it, and pretty much that was it. After that, just stuck with softball. Um, so that's why instinctively, instinctively, when that ball came, I was like, yeah, I can catch this. Me, a little 10 year old, I'm going to catch this MLB fly ball flying at my face. Um, so it was, but it was definitely one of the best memories that I've had at Angel Stadium. Um, cause you know, it's my first game, but other than that, uh, I've always tried to make it like a yearly thing. I don't have season tickets. I definitely want to get to that level um, as long as this team, the 
quits breaking my heart, but <laughs> I start, start with a 20 game first and then right? <laughs> put them on a trial basis. Oh yeah. The, the trial run. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I definitely want to get to that level, but um, yeah, I always try to go to a couple of angels games a year. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only times where I really wasn't was when I was in college um, just because it's, you know, it's hard. And then especially oh, yeah. um, both my colleges, um, I was in Texas for a year and then I was in Florida for the remaining of my years. Wow. So um, I caught a Rangers game and that was different. Ar <laughs> at Arlington, right? Yep. And that was the old Arlington. So um, yeah, that was definitely a little bit different. Was it then, humid in, over there or? Humid as hell. It oh. was so humid. It was so humid. I was, there was no point. Like I was just sweating and then I have curly hair. So all my curly haired friends, all my curly haired gals and guys know that humidity does not work with our hair and it just poof, just fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when I was in Florida, um, I actually went to a Tampa Bay Rays game. My mom was actually visiting me for a week, uh, thankfully, and we actually got to see the Angels and Tampa Bay. Uh, cool. Angels won that game, and then my mom got to play with the Stingrays, so she was happy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Let's see a little bit for everybody. About the, real quick about the Tampa Stadium: is it really as bad as they say it is? Oh, it's absolutely atrocious. That <laughs> it is the ugliest field I've ever seen. Like I, I've already seen it once. I don't make any plans on going back. Like that. That was my one-time deal. We got it out the way. But that is a field that I've. I am okay with not visiting again. <laughs> That's the sentiment I'm hearing. Either they're going to get a new stadium or they're going to Montreal. Oakland just got disapproved for their stadium. They may go to Vegas. So Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Oakland is definitely on the way to Vegas. Um, and I don't blame them because the Raiders went too. So might they, as well. <laughs> and they lost the Warriors too. So they've lost three franchises in what, uh, three years, four years, something like yeah. that? That's yeah. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, because the only place – I haven't been to Tampa Bay, but I've been to Oakland. That place is a dump. The Coliseum is absolute dump. So I don't blame them for leaving there. Um, but real quick, before we get into Angels baseball, one more thing I want uh, to ask you about your uh, college career. How would you do in college playing softball? So uh, my freshman year was actually a wash. Okay. Um, and I'm and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, my freshman year, I actually did not play a single game. I tore my ACL. Um, so I – I didn't touch the field and that was pretty much it. Um, I originally signed to Bethune-Cookman University, which is in Daytona Beach, Florida, um, for those people that may not know. Um, it is a historical black college, so I was very excited. Um, I, I played outfield, so being an outfielder in softball, we just don't get a lot of offers. You know, I'm not going to sugar sugarcoat it. We don't get a lot of offers. Mm -hmm. um, so for that being like one of my offers, I took my visit, fell in love with the school, um so yeah unfortunately just during fall practice um just completely blew my knee out tore my acl mcl and meniscus all in one blow <laughs> mm. so um basically what i was told was even to just be walking i needed the surgery so kind of just take softball out of the picture at that point i need to walk so um had surgery and then was just out for the rest of the season um during the summer we had a head coaching change so the head coach decided that um, because I was already damaged goods, um, I would not be appropriate for the team anymore, which is understandable. Um, you know, it sucks. It happens. Yeah. So um, I dropped down to a junior college, uh, Howard College in Big Spring, Texas. Um, I think the closest major city to that may be Midland, for those of you that may not know, because it is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did my one year at Howard. I came back uh, fully recovered. Um, I ended up playing right field, and I would kind of alternate between the leadoff and the number two batter. Um, I was a slapper for those of, for those of our baseball knowledge and softball knowledge friends. I was a slapper. Uh, so thankfully, I got my speed back. Uh, that was one of our major concerns when I had the surgery, um, was if I was going to come back uh, fast. So thankfully, I did. Um, so I graduated from Howard with my AA in communications. And then I ended up transferring into University of Central Florida. Um, I did play yeah. one year, but I did not finish uh, just due to personal reasons. Um, I did not finish my time there, but um, all of it all together was definitely an experience that I, that I treasure. You know, as 
unfortunate as most of it was, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the game that, um, you know, basically carried me through a lot. Um, you know, softball was pretty much my backbone. Um, that was my escape for everything. So I definitely treasure my time on the field. Um, I even try to play slow pitch now when I can, um, if my knee says it's a, it's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you keep that brace on it, right? Use that, uh, what is it called? The, um, the Brett Favre thing, the, the uh, copper fit? What, what brace? <laughs> oh, you don't, oh, you don't go with the brace. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that thing is so honky. The, the standard ACL brace that you were supposed to have, mm -hmm. um, that thing is is wonky. I do not like it. I lose my speed with that thing. On. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I don't play with it. That's, I'm not ashamed. That's why I use the copper fit because I tore my MCL uh, and I, and I um, what do you call it? I wrapped it with a copper fit and it's like super tight. It was like pressure is no metal, no nothing. It's like oh, yeah. a slim material. I, I like that better, but, you know. <laughs> I babied it though. I babied mine. <laughs> oh yeah. See, I went full, I went full on. I did. I definitely babied it for a little bit. I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know when it kind of clicked. It was probably like after the fall season for Howard. Cause we did have a couple of pregames um, or preseason games, I should say. Um, and I think after, yeah, probably like halfway through, I was like, Oh, I guess I can still do these things. I was like, <laughs> fantastic. And even my coach, my coach at the time, she was like, you tore your ACL? I was like, yeah, look at my scar. And she was like, you look fine. You're going to do fine. Just go out there. I was like, fantastic. Wow. Okay. All right. That's, that's kind of good coaching right there in a way because she's putting all her faith in you. Because I know when you first do it, you're so apprehensive. Like for me, I, it, when, I, when I was good was when I could get on the basketball court and when I could play baseball and I wasn't picturing my knee going forward the way it shouldn't. I kept – because – when I when I jack when I got hurt, it was on video. So we were playing a turkey ball uh, football game, and yeah. one guy thought he was in the NFL and threw himself at my knee when I was running, and my knee went forward and buckled. And so that's how oh. I knew I blew it out, and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't get up. So um, I kept imagining that. Once I forgot about that memory, I was good to go. But but yeah. before that, it was all apprehensive. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. See, I tore mine. Um, so we were actually in practice, and uh, for outfielders, we do our drop steps. Um, so I was actually going one way for a fly ball. I stopped to turn to go the other way. Um, and again, uh, Bethune-Cookman is in Florida. So we have that thick Florida grass and we had brand new cleats. So my cleat got stuck, body kept going. Um, and yeah, just the whole thing just kind of twisted and mangled. And that was pretty much it. So my fear was actually being in the field, um, hitting and running. I was actually fine. I didn't even think twice about it because my mental block was being in the outfield again. And I was like, nope, I don't want to be out there. Um, the only downfall to that was when um, I was originally recruited as a center fielder uh, mm -hmm. because of the speed and the range that I had. Um, that was the only thing that was pretty much different when I came back was my my right side. I couldn't go to my right as quick as I was going to my left. Um, mm -hmm. So we decided that being a right fielder would actually be better off. That way I could cover the line. I'm covering the line faster. Mm -hmm. uh, since that was basically my better side but and the center back, fielder get the gap exactly yeah. so being a hitter I was fine I was still stealing bases I was diving like absolutely nothing was wrong with me mm -hmm. but for the first couple games there I would be in the outfield like I can't do this this mm -hmm. is absolutely atrocious please take me out like I will be the first DH slapper you will see I don't want <laughs> <be> out here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely plays head games with you, especially going right to left. It seems yeah. like straight, in straight line running or whatever, you're fine. But going right to left, it, it's, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, now we got to know you and about your career. Uh, uh, you know, you had fun in softball. Glad to see you're still playing. Let's talk some Angels baseball because that's what we have you on here for, too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we, we know you know your baseball and, well, some of the fans do. And, well, let's <laughs> let the rest of them know. Um this three-game series of the Mariners, you know, they really needed this one because the previous three, they lost two of three, two. Yes. And um, they wanted to come out strong, start the second half. Thoughts on Andrew Heaney first on you Friday? Mean home run Heaney, at least that's what my family likes to call him. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we have a nickname for almost every player on the Angels team. Most of them are negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we call him home run Haney because he gives up a home run. I'm sorry. He gives up a home run if 
probably within the first two innings. And mm -hmm. of course, that's what that's what we've seen. Yeah. So it's it's heartbreaking. And I know Heaney is one of our veterans. I expect more from him and he's not producing. He's just not. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think a lot changed for him personally. I think a lot changed when Tyler Skaggs died. Yes. I'm sorry. I, you know, and it's because they both came up together, you know, so I definitely understand. Don't get me wrong, but I, I honestly think he hasn't been the same ever since. So now I don't see Heaney. I don't see him as one of our starters. I also think he needs to be in the bullpen. I'm sorry. He just, he's not producing <laughs> the way that a starter or an ace should. And because when compared to the rest of our starters that we have, I know we expected a lot from Bundy this year as well. Yep, yep. Um, and, you know, he's fought, he fell way short. I think it, his record was one in 10, one in nine, you know, so to only have one win out of all those starts, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very upsetting. And again, Heaney is a veteran. He knows better. He's been around these teams. He's, you know, he's been with us this whole time. He should know. And it just looks like he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, I had this conversation with Fernando, and we were talking about it. And Heaney's one of those guys where you know you could see at times, like you're like, man, he's got electrical stuff. He could strike out pitches. Uh, 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 he has great strikeout pitches. He mixes up things. His speeds are good. He hits his spots. And then you could tell when he's just off. He overthrows the fastball in the outside corner. Um, his sinker or slider just dives way too early, and it becomes very predictable. He falls behind counts, and then he gives up the home runs. But you, I, I, you know, when you brought up Skaggs, it's painful to think about, but they have an investigation right now where Skaggs' family is suing the Angels. And there is a report that they haven't released yet that six other players were being offered drugs at the time, same as Skaggs. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm, again, I'm, I don't, I'm not calling anyone guilty or innocent at this point, and, but I just, it would not surprise me, being Heaney being Skaggs' roommate, that maybe Heaney was on the same type of stuff. Because if you remember, Skaggs had a similar career pitching. He he finished his career with a losing record, and he had a lot to offer. And he was a pitcher where you're like, man, this guy could be a great ace. The same stuff we've been saying about Heaney. And yeah. what happened with Skaggs was tragic. And, 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 and now you look at Heaney, you hope he's clean and everything because the MLB really doesn't test for that stuff. Yeah. But it, the fact is, I think you're right. You either put him in the bullpen – or because that's a lot of money that's in the bullpen now between him, Quintana, and now Bundy. So, yes. unfortunately, we just, you know, he's on the last year in it, of his contract. I would I would say there's about a 2% chance we sign him back, him, Quintana, or Bundy. I think they're all going to walk. I think Cobb has the best one, uh, best chance to get re-signed. Yes, I think Cobb, um, I was at the game on Saturday. So, I seen Cobb. Cobb did great. Yep. You know, I know there was probably a couple hits here and there. But Cobb has been our most consistent starter, honestly. Yep. yep. Um, which is great. Um, and I actually unexpected. I I did not expect that from him. I know I've heard things about him when we got him. I think the day that we signed him, I was like, who? Like I <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't even know who he was, but I'm really happy with what he's been producing. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's able He's able to go the length. He's able to go into that sixth inning, seventh inning. I think he went into the seventh inning on seventh Saturday. Inning, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, that and that's great because that saves us in the bullpen, you know, because we don't we don't want to be put in situations where we do have to, you know, put in Bundy. Look what happened on Friday. We put in Bundy and just a two run bomb. Yep, and yep. I'm just like, what's happening here? Like that. Oh, it's just so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, and, and then when we, you know, we were sticking around at the game, me and Rally Chris were there, and, uh, you know, when Otani got that hit, the first thing Chris looked over at me and was like, dude, if Bundy didn't give up that home run, we'd be winning, we would have won the game. And I'm like, I know, and then they fall a run short, and it was because all two that Heaney gave up, you know, he, left, he was gone in the third inning. Yes. You know, and I was mad I didn't get a chance to boom. I wanted him to go out there for the fourth, get an out or surrender a walk, and then boom, the uh, the hell off the field, you know? like exactly. <laughs> He just got to sneak away in, in the dugout, so I was pretty mad about that. Um, but, the, yeah, they picked up a loss against Seattle. And then, mm -hmm. like you said, on Saturday, Cobb came out and gave you seven strong. He's yeah. now six and one in his last eight starts. Exactly. And, and the team did really good hitting, too. I mean, uh, we all got pumped up after Saturday, and we were thinking – they were going to do it again today, which is Sunday. And 
what are your thoughts on Sandoval? Because I will just say he, he lasted seven innings, and I thought that was yeah. great. But It's great. I don't think it was appropriate, maybe, I think is the word I'm looking for. I think maybe he should have been pulled sooner, just okay. a little bit. And that's in my personal opinion. But I do love the – I love how Sandoval has accepted the challenge of now being a starter because he was one of the ones that started in the bullpen. Yep. And now we've, now we've given him this promotion. And mm -hmm. I love it. Honestly, I love Sandoval. I think this is great. Even though the you know we got the loss today, mm -hmm. I think Sandoval as a pitcher is really good. I think he just, he just needs a little bit more time to develop. But honestly, I think he does great. I think he has a lot of movement. I think he has a lot to, a lot to offer. Yeah. So I, I was happy with his performance. I think that error, just the error in the mm -hmm. first inning, yeah. that was it. And I, we, my old Caldwell coach, my college coaches, errors equals runs. Mm -hmm. That was our, that was our saying errors equals runs. And in close games like that, or if you know that your hitting is struggling, you just can't give up errors. Yeah. So to me personally, when I seen that error, I was like, this is going to be a hard game. I wasn't considering a loss, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was going to be a hard game. Yeah. That, you know, is nobody wants an error. Of course, nobody's like, this is great, guys. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is fine. Like, no, this is not fine. Um, it was just the hitting. The hitting fell short for us today. And I think earlier when we were on uh, Instagram Live for the post game, I think somebody kept blaming Fletcher and I was yeah. like, no more Fletcher slander. Don't do that to my guy. Fletcher is my guy. Don't I ever know. say that ever again. <laughs> this, man, <laughs> this man put the team on his back. He's trying. <laughs> he did. It's funny when Otani couldn't hold the load anymore. Fletcher says, I got it. I got it. You Pretty know. much. And, oh, and I know you were happy about Otani's home run today. I know you've been complaining about that lately. I was, I was complaining and I was also worried. I was like, come on, please get your swing back. And, and that was a tough pitch to hit. So I was happy he went down and got one. He didn't get a cookie. He had a fight for that one. See, so I was, so again, I was at the game yesterday mm -hmm. and we, uh, me and my boyfriend went, we were sitting on a uh, third base side. So we are okay. sitting home side field level. Um, I think section 107, 106, mm -hmm. we can see, Ota or at least I, I am sitting there analyzing Otani's swing, especially being a lefty myself. Mm -hmm. Oh God, he's just pulling his head out. It just looks all wonky. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he has happy, feet. we call it happy feet, but like, mm -hmm. he's just not set. He's not ready in the box. Yesterday he was over five with four strikeouts. Golden sombrero. To cry. I just wanted yeah. to cry. My boyfriend was crying. He was like, <laughs> what is this? Because he's an Otani fan. He's not even an Angel fan. He's yeah. just an Otani fan. And oh, he's yeah. like, really? He's like, I came here for this. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So to see that, but me analyzing the mechanics, he's not set. He's not being selective with his pitches. He was literally swinging at everything. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's so heartbreaking, especially he was on fire before the all-star break. Yep. You know, he was doing so great. And you know, I call it the home run derby curse, but it is the home run derby curse. I'm sorry. It was. This <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he reminded me a lot of last year. I think he was batting 200 for most of the year last year. Um, he was, like you said, happy feet, swinging at everything, not being impatient. At least today he worked a couple walks and he hit that big bomb. Uh, I think he will get it going. It's just uh, he's got to get in that mindset. And um, the thing is, as far as, you know, the loss today, losing two of three to Seattle, you're still sitting five and a half out, but you're letting other teams like Seattle get closer to Oakland because Oakland lost. You got Cleveland there. You got Toronto and you got the Yankees. You got to jump four teams to get to that one that you're already ch chasing. Yeah. It seems like a lot to handle, but I think what's keeping Angel fans like you and myself and others involved is the fact that Perry's a different general manager, number one, and he seems to be more aggressive, and it seems to be that if there's a way to make this team work or fix it, he's going to do it. Then on the other hand, you've got promising young kids like Marsh, Adele, Detmers, Packy, already knocking on the door, ready to do things, big things up here. Chris Rodriguez is stretching out to be a starter. Yes. Um, Sandoval Suarez has been pitching good. So there's yeah. a lot of positives, and then you're looking at the, the, the impact of – can, when Trout gets to the lineup, when Upton comes back, and hopefully Rendon, because it just seems like we've been playing handicapped all year. Like yeah. when the pitching wasn't there, injuries, 
I mean, we're just all collectively hoping that everything can come together at once and really see what this team can do. Yeah, definitely. I think the injuries, the injuries are big. The injuries are so big. We've, first of all, we've always struggled with pitching. We, you know, true Angel fans, we know that we've always struggled with pitching in the last couple of years. Um, And I know we've been begging for pitchers and, you know, before um, all the uh, Bauer scandal, or I shouldn't even say scandal anymore because it's true, but I know, I think some Angel fans, myself included, we were all hoping that Bauer would actually come to us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was. I was like, this is great. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, he went to the Dodgers, whatever, and now I'm thankful for this. But, you know, of course, that we've been looking Again, we've been looking for pitchers. I and I think I said it before in one of the earlier uh, Instagram lives we've done. We don't have an ace, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we are missing. We don't have we don't have somebody to just take control of that pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And I, but I honestly think it's the same thing in the dugout as well. We just don't have a leader on that field. You know, if Trout is gone, that's pretty much it. And I know Otani is doing the best. I know we all love Otani. You know, we all love him. But, you know, he's still learning himself, Mm -hmm. you know, and he already has a lot to, I don't want to say burden or bear to burden or anything, but there's so much media on him because he is the two-way player. You know, he's the next Babe Ruth, the first, you know, Japanese player to do this. So this man actually has different social media outlets, different media outlets, not only from here in the United States, but now a whole other country overseas, you know, sitting there and putting another amount of pressure on him. So, you know, we just needed a, we need a leader to be on that field. I think that's what we were trying to do when we signed Adam Eaton. At least that's what I want to believe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Eaton is a veteran. He's been around, which is great. But as far as just just somebody on that field, and I think I want to say that is what we were looking for in Pujols. You know, I know we don't I know we don't say his name anymore. <laughs> What's I a Pujols? I don't know. What's a Pujols? Who is that? Who is that man? <laughs> yeah. But I think we were trying to look at Pujols to be that leader for us, and mm. he wasn't. If anything, he was a cancer to us. Yeah. Um. You know he. He didn't do that for our guys. He, I think he sat there. He was causing dissension. He was, you know, sitting there. He was messing. <laughs> One man, this Albert Pujols character, was taking away, a, you know, a first baseman slot from, from Walsh, you mm-hmm. know, and he's taking away the DH spot from Otani, which, yep. as, you know, of course, at the time and even still now, very deserving of that DH spot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Pujols honestly came here, came to the Angels, and padded his own individual stats, yep. you know, his his home runs or his RBIs, his hits, whatever he was chasing. He padded his own individual stats and almost did not care about us as an organization anymore. At least that's how I personally feel. I may be wrong, but that's how I personally feel. No, I think you're correct because, like, say, for instance, I like to go uh, reference football a lot when it comes to baseball, only for this fact when you're when you're trying to sign a player – whether it's out of college or you're trying to get a free agent, I think personality tests or, you know, learning what, learning who the person is before you sign them is a big deal. Because like you said, with pool holes, he had all his accolades. He had his MVPs. He had his world series titles already. Um, you know, he was just looking to get paid and he, I, I guarantee you if Texas offered him the same thing, he would have went to Texas and said, Oh, we're going to win a world series here in Texas. It wouldn't happen. But like, I think he would have did that. I think you're absolutely right. And would it not shock you that, I don't know if you knew about this, but uh, early, I think it was late June, early July, they had a players-only meeting. We've been calling for a players-only meeting for the Angels to do um, on their own because we wanted them to to, to have accountability and, and, you know, get things right, you know, right the ship. And usually that's what happens. You know, someone's got to throw some chairs, yell at people. They got to go back and forth and then everyone hugs and and they go out there and get a new chemistry thing to to light the fire. Mm -hmm. But, would it surprise you that the one guy who called the meeting was Cobb and he's a, he's a one-year guy. It's not like he has five years of the halos. He's on a one-year deal and he called the meeting cared more about this, you know, cared yes. more than, yes. wow. <laughs> and you could, and since then he's six and one and eight starts. So it's yeah. like put up or shut up. He's doing it, you know? And, and the thing is, that's a good leader. 
but it should have been from a guy like Trout, like you said, or someone else that's been with the team for a few years, maybe even Fletcher step up. And, you know, um, that's been the problem with this team. I think when they sign players, they didn't take character into consideration. They didn't take uh, leadership roles into consideration. And that's a good point. It's the chemistry. The chemistry was just off. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been on travel ball teams and even my colleges. If the chemistry is off, I'm sorry, you can feel it. You yeah. can feel it in the field. You can feel it in the dugout. Mm-hmm. You can feel it in your, you know, your living quarters, your dorms, your whatever. You feel it. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, I think that's something that we definitely need to take into consideration, you know, for future drafts, for future trades, for future, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We need to take that into consider into consideration because I'm sorry, this below 500 is getting old yes, and I'm tired. It's heartbreaking. We just need to step it up. <laughs> yes, this team could be a lot better. And when Perry was talking the other day, like they, what, what made me upset, and I said this on the live too, was they got into the record where it's at. And Perry was like, nobody likes where we're at right now. And he goes, we're trying to, we're trying to change that. And he, he was just like very forceful with it. Whereas Epler would have just been like, eh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do like the, the tone was completely different. Perry yeah. seems more aggressive. The, the thing I had was right when they were going to ask him, so what do you think about the pitching staff now? They went yeah. to commercial. I'm like, damn it. You know, like I wanted to hear what he had to say. because right. <laughs> That's not his staff. You know what I mean? Like he's going to yeah. work on that. I wanted to see who he approves of, who he doesn't. And um, my thing is with you, let me ask you this question. What made me excited what Perry said is, he's stretching out Chris Rodriguez to be a starter. And I think all the fans wanted that at the beginning of the season. Yes. So, that, so that means you would have Chris Rodriguez, Suarez, Sandoval, Otani, and Cobb is a free agent. And right now, would you sign Cobb back? And granted, you, you obviously don't think Otani's the number one yet. And I'm agreeing with you there because he still hasn't had enough starts. Mm-hmm. Um, do we go after an ace? Do we sign Cobb? Or do you stick with those youngsters in the back end? maybe even a detonators. What, what, what would you do, Courtney, for the remainder of this season and next season if you were the GM? If I were the GM, yeah, I would, honestly, I would try to go for both if I could. Okay. You would, I would try to get detonators up. I, need, I want him up before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I honestly want him up next month. Okay. You know, I've been, that, that's just me. Um, I know there was a lot of talk surrounding him when we first drafted him, yep. you know, so I definitely understand that, people, you know, need time to develop, you know, get used to everything. I get it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just one of those things where you just got to throw them in, <laughs> you, you know, like toss somebody into the pool. They'll figure out how to swim. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, so, you know, hopefully. And sometimes yeah. you just have to take that chance. Rodriguez, I love the fact that we we are going to bring Rodriguez up. Um, now, if it were me personally, I want to get rid of Keeney, Bundy, um, and Quintana. I'm sorry, Amen. I know we I know we pay for Quintana. I was actually very excited when we made that sign at the beginning of the year, and now again, heartbroken, just yep. so heartbroken. Yep. Um, I but. I want to go, I would want to go for an ace in the free agency. I think the two aces, um, and I think I told this to you earlier, I know one ace that I was looking for was Lynn, Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so sad when the Reds, or when the White Sox decided to extend him. Yeah. But I get it, you know, I've, I've always liked Lynn. I know he would always own us <laughs> when, when he was on the range. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the White Sox now. So now he's done it on two teams. Fantastic. So um, I, I really liked Lynn. Um, you know, of course, that's out of the picture now. I think some other free agents that at least popped up uh, when I was looking at it the other day. Um, I know uh, Syndergaard, he's going to be a free agent. I don't like the fact that he is coming back from Tommy John. I know that. I know, of course, you know, injuries happen. Trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want us to be a rehab facility. Yeah, I don't want us to be a rehab facility. Um, I like Strowman. Strowman shows so much passion. He cares. You know, I I love him. I I would hope that he would like to come to us, join the West Coast. Um, but I think you touched on it earlier. He is a Bronx kid. His mom is there. 
That was yeah. a big reason why he st- he stayed in New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I hope he leaves too, because the passion he brings, like you said, we need more personality. Like if you remember Tory Hunter, uh, yes. he's that type of guy who's, yeah. who's going to keep the clubhouse together. And yeah, I would love to have him here. It just, <laughs> if he could just imagine if we got him and Scherzer. Oh, those uh, two. That'd be great. I was like, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> that would be, that would be badass because then you, then you might be able to be able to trade a couple of youngsters to fit in the, the, the bullpen or the hitting because then you'd yeah. have, you'd have uh, Scherzer, Stroman, Otani, yeah. And, and Detmers and the rest. I mean, come on. That's a great rotation with Sandoval and stuff. Yeah, right. That's an amazing rotation. That's an amazing bullpen. You know, that, yeah. that would be, of course, you know, that's our, our perfect world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our pipe dream right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just where this team is at. I mean, we're, we're hoping for big things. Yeah. And I get you with a rotation because a lot of people do want to see Detmers up here. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a given. Um, I'm I'm just hoping that if it comes down to it, um, if we could get a bucket of baseballs for Heaney, I hate saying it, but you know, we gotta deal him. You we gotta deal him. Uh, you know, and even Bundy or Quintana, I mean, it seems like I'd rather see the kids come up and fill the bullpen than wily veterans over the hill. You know. Yeah. And so uh yeah, I'm I'm hoping for big things, but then now you got a two-game series with Oakland. You got a few games of the Rockies, Twins, and then Oakland again. Yeah. Um, this is is it make or break? You think with these big six games with the o- Oakland and those other teams sandwiched? Um, the Oakland series, of course, because they're in our division. That is something that we always just, of course, always you need to win. Any anybody in your own division, you need to win. Um, will we at this point? Hmm. No, (laughs) I was like, I'm hoping we split it. I'm honestly hoping we split the the two game coming up. Mm. And I'm, of course, I'm hoping we go two for three in the, in the next series for, with the other Oakland series. It'll be four games with Oakland. Four games. Okay. So split it. Yeah. yeah, Split split and split. Split Just split it. It's fine. (laughs) But um, the twins, the twins we need to take. Yeah. There is no excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there is no excuse for us to lose any of those games against the Twins, let alone lose the series. So, um, and I think, because um, I was actually at the Orioles game uh, before the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Orioles game. Those games should not have been that close either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, I was like, why is this happening? Like, why? It's the Orioles. Like, what? Yeah. Those games were extremely long for no reason. Of course, we all know, you know, we pulled it out. But games that should not take that long, games that should not end in, in a walk-off for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Like, those things, they're exhausting. It's alarming to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those things just, they should not be happening with this caliber of team that we have. Like, again, I understand the injuries, but even with our, I guess, the B plans that we have out there, you know, Lagaris, Ward now stepping up. Ward hit that home run on Saturday. I was like, oh, this is great. Where was this? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, he stepped it up. I think he got scared because we signed Adam Eaton. So he was like, oh, shit, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I'm one foot out the door, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, like, but I mean, it's great. If that's what it takes for somebody to get a fire under their butt, mm. then, hey, I guess we'll keep doing it. But the Twins, we there is no excuse. We need to take that series. Um, and then what, what was the other one? The Rockies. The Rockies. Yes. Rockies. We need to take that series. Like mm-hmm. it's the Rockies. Like, <laughs> come on. Like that statement yeah. alone. It's the Rockies. Oh, Hey, who are you guys playing? The Rockies. Oh, that should be a dub. Well, we don't know now with this team because we are so inconsistent. So absolutely. I, I think <gasps> the only time we actually served this year, uh, where we took care of business against inferior teams was against the Royals and the Diamondbacks back to back. It seemed like yes. those were just easy start to go, to start to finish. They were just walk through sweeps. Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> but then we played Detroit. We only won three of four. We barely won three out of four. And like you said, Baltimore was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. And, no. um, and, and I, I, that's why I think everyone is just like, well, does it take a full squad to, to be where we're supposed to be and how are we going to look when we're a full squad? Cause we really haven't seen a starting nine at a hundred percent all year. 
And no, we really haven't, you know, because Rendon, his, um, his, he's on a man period and just can't mm-hmm. do anything. Um, so, yeah, we just, we haven't had a healthy team. I think Upton with his back, you know, and just yep. being sore and tight, you know, I, I'm sorry, but some of these injuries need to be played through. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. Like, I get you. And, and you know, and you know what? that's the thing too. Like we were talking about like teams like Tampa and yep. I'm trying to think of the other teams, they do yoga. Uh, they have yoga instructor uh, instructors out there stretching. Uh, yeah. The Angels had a period where there was this like Tommy John, Tommy John, Tommy John, Tommy John. They have had the same medical staff almost since I was in high school. And that's terrible. I mean, teams change <laughs> medical staffs all the time. We, we run the same geezer out there all the time with the glasses. It's like, dude, obviously you're not doing your job because we always lead the league with injuries. And again, we have it against us. I mean, that hurts Socha in his last few years here. Yes. Um, As I said, it feels like it feels like a rehab facility. Like it literally yeah. seems like we are just rehabbing people and then trading them off for, you know, we just or we just don't resign them. You know, um, I think one injury a couple of years ago that I think hurt me personally was La Stella. Oh, yeah. Stella. That one hurt. He was doing so great. So great. He got hurt right before the All-Star break. I was just like, man. And then he got voted into the All-Star game. Yeah, that was going to be his first All-Star. Dude, that one hurt my heart. I was like, man. Um, And then now I think he was – we traded him to Oakland, and I think Oakland traded him to the Giants maybe or maybe – He signed as a free agent with the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So – but, yeah, again, just the injuries. So I don't know – you know, of course, it's 160 games, 160 Mm -hmm games of course stuff happens don't get me wrong I think I've most I've played I think was maybe 50 60 games in a, in a normal softball season and s- stuff happens I get it yep. but some things you're just like eh, let me just play through this let's just see how it works mm-hmm. you know and especially with you know of course our MLB players you have the medical staff you know you have the icing capability the heating capability you have all these capabilities to where you can play through something or you should be, when you come back from your injury, you should be in tip-top shape. You should not be getting the same thing re-injured. You know, you're the best doctors out there. Exactly. So, you know, for Rendon to be out as much as he is, like, I don't even think I've seen him play a full, I think even 20 games straight, just because that's how inconsistent he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Upton, um, Upton, I know he's had his injuries. He's a little bit more consistent, don't get me wrong, but he's had his injuries, you know, and now Trout, so. And I think it was damaging with, uh, I mean, Trout, I mean, I think we could have, if Rendon was hitting the normal way Rendon did with the Nationals, and then if you had Upton, the way he just changed his swing, and I was yeah. like, man, he's turned into a completely different hitter. You know, yeah. he, he's going the other way. He's being patient, drawing walks, hitting home runs when he has to. I mean, he looked intensely good. And I was like, wow, this guy is really turning it on. And I'm like, well, we don't need Fletch at one. We use him at nine. And it yeah. was working. And, and then all of a sudden he goes down again. I'm like, damn. But then credit Fletcher for stepping up. But if Upton and, and Rendon were hitting, this team, would, I think, would be in a much better position than where it's at right now, even without okay. Trout. Um, yeah. But, but I do agree with you. The injuries have been have been terrible for this team. And, um, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, if you can if you can have a team at least somewhat healthy and not have all these injuries, it could have overcame a lot of the bad pitching this season. You mm-hmm. know, um, it, there would have been maybe about seven or eight more wins instead of being hovering at 500. We'd be what? Um, like we'd be like 54 in like 36 or 34. And. Yeah that would change everything completely. You know, we'd be probably ahead of Oakland right now. Yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're just in a spot right now where it's, it's just very frustrating. And these two games are really huge coming up here. And like you said, we got the, we don't even know who's going to be on the twins or the Rockies because by the time we play them, it's going to be almost the deadline and they could be, you know, dumping players left and right. So yeah, they could. <laughs> It could give us a better chance to win. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to trade with us at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, and by the way, last thing on Listella, though, I'm glad you brought him up. I, I really hated that trade when they traded him. First off, why do you trade him in division? Yeah, that and, was terrible. 
And second, the guy we got back for him, Barreto, whatever his name is, he hasn't played at all this year. No, that's why I was like, what happened to the guy that we even traded him for? I was like, who is this? And then I think another trade, I think that hurt me personally last year was a goodie, Ryan Goodwin. Yeah, yeah. That one, I don't, it seems like right when somebody gets like hot for us, you know, and they're doing great, we're all like, okay, bye, go (laughs) great for someone else. I'm like, wait. (laughs) What are we doing that we yeah. need them bring them back and then and i just don't don't think the trades were even good like you know what what did we even get for goodwin in that good, trade good like, when we got packy Naughton, which is that left-handed pitcher he's due to come up here soon so at least he got something for him but uh, as far as i mean i would love to get packy anyway but i didn't want to give away goodwin because goodwin yeah. was like what we were talking about Another character player, him and Listella. I mean, Listella was getting to be really good friends with Trout. Goodwin yeah. was was good, good friends with everybody. Everyone loved Goodwin. Yeah, you see them because uh, that that was our, our COVID year last yeah. year. But like you know, you could see the emotion. You could see the guys in the dugout. They were just like, what? Like Listella, I think was damn near crying. Like yeah. he he was hurt. Like mm-hmm. to be hurt like that, you build those bonds with people. You build this chemistry, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, bye. And it's just like, no, what are we doing? Like. And again, those were two trades that I definitely didn't agree with. Like it, it hurt. I'm just like, what are we doing here? So yeah, those, those are core players that you just did not want to see go. Um, because as much as, you know, when they left last year, I could easily see them playing this year for the Angels. You know, with all the injuries, you could have had Listella at third base playing for Rendon. And you could have had Goodwin in right field the entire time. You exactly. Know what I mean? so. That's why we would have a solid right fielder. And I am sorry. I just have to bring it up. But how did we feel about the Dexter Fowler sign when we first signed him? I was like, it's a little long in the tooth. I did like him character-wise, but I was thinking, man, if we did this three years prior, I'd be a lot happier. Yeah. Um, The way he came out swinging from the left side was disappointing, but he was raking from the right before he messed up his MCL. Yeah. So I I was, what about you? different I just felt indifferent about it I don't know I you know I know he had his world series you know I know he was great Mm -hmm. um again a veteran outfielder which would have been great um I think again and I think this is just me personally personally speaking as an outfielder I want my same outfield Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to keep trading people or working with different people you know don't get me wrong again if we have to piece together something we will I want my solid three guys. I want my solid three girls, you know, whatever. And I think that's maybe what we're trying to do for Trout, you know, when when we brought in Fowler, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then we would have had Upton. So that's our big three out there in the outfield. You know, of course, it's very unfortunate what happened. Um, But I just felt indifferent because, again, I think maybe it's just the age thing with me. I'm just like, Fowler is a little, is a... I was like, this is a, a big veteran over here. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, hold on. So, um, but I think that's what I'm looking, again, that's what I'm looking at as an outfielder. I need my same three, my big three out there and leave it alone. Just leave <laughs> it alone. Don't touch yeah. it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that's why I think a lot of people were sad when Calhoun left. Um, yes, me included. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because, look, here's the thing. I mean, his defense was great. I think – and, and here's the thing with, with the offseason. My, my biggest pet peeve with Calhoun was that he just never went the other way too much. Yeah. He never would lay it down a bunt when the shift was on. And that's where I like – where I – it's not just Calhoun, but it's, it's Otani. It's any other player. To me, if I'm in the box and I know that if I get a hit that's raising my stock, you know, that's yeah. raising my average, that's raising my playing time, my ability – I'm going to lay down a bunt. I'm sorry. If I'm a left-hander and they're just they're going to shade defense. me. Just read your defense. Read what yeah. they're giving you. They're literally giving you that third baseline. Take it. it down, especially with Otani with legs like a gazelle. Just just oh, yeah. take it. Just mm-hmm. take it. Like I and I see a lot of people doing that. And I don't know maybe if it's just major league mentality, you know, big machismo men mentality, you know, oh, I want the big hit. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But see, that's why I think we need a female voice in the locker room, too, because I know the Giants have one. Uh, They have a first base base coach that's a female. And it should be that way because maybe she she could tell that, you know, maybe there's a reason why the Giants are in first place. But, you know, (laughs) put your ego aside. Yes, you make millions of dollars. Yes, you could swing for the fence 
when they're not shading you that way. But if you're in a one run game, a two run game, and you need base runners, put down a goddamn bunt. You know what I mean? Yeah, just drop, just drop it. Make it look pretty. I don't care. Backflip while you do it if they're giving you the shift. Who cares? Exactly. Lay down that butt. Quit crying and make it to the ninety feet. God damn it! Like, geez. Exactly, because then that changes everything. Because if the team is like, okay, well, we got Walsh next. If they're willing to shade you over like that again, let him bunt too, and you have two men on now. Now the defense is forced to play the middle, and you could do whatever you want with the the number four hitter. So, exactly. Oh, it's, just, it's just drop the mail machismo just drop it there's exactly. no need for it there's no need for it if something is just wide open like that read your defense mm -hmm. just read your defense they're literally i and again slapper mentality that was that was my game that yeah, was yeah. all i did mm -hmm. because i have the capability of bunting slapping you know and I also hit for power. So that's why I was able to do all three of those things. And depending on what the defense was giving me, that's what I would do. If I seen everybody coming up and they're like, oh, she's just going to bunt again. Okay, cool. I'm going to hit a double off the wall. Let's go. And then now my next at bat, okay, we're going to shade her back now. So yeah, now I'm going to go ahead and drop this butt. Now you don't know what to do with me. Thanks. Exactly. And, and see that that's the type of mentality that... I think a lot of these ball players that are quote unquote pool ball hitters, if you're in the major leagues, you can likely go to the right field. You could go the other way to left field, depending on your, if you're left-handed hitter, right-handed hitter, it's all like you said in the ego. And if you're not willing to either make it to where you could work on it to where you're more consistent at going the other way or just changing it up, you know, reading the pitcher, reading the, the, the situation in the game, yeah. if you're not willing to do that and you just have the same mindset of, okay, you know, I, I know there's, three or uh, three infielders on the right side and the right fielder shade me this way. I'm still pulling. No, yeah. like, no, no, you got to get over that. And if you can get over that, you know, why wouldn't you want to, because look, Upton, I think had that machismo stuff. He changed it. He went from a 217 hitter. I think before he got hurt, he was up already to 270. Yeah. And, th and then, and then Fletcher was batting like 213. He changed his mentality. He's batting 314. He raises a hundred percent. So it can be done. It's just, Getting it through your mindset, okay, I'll put my ego to the side. Let me do what's best for the team. And, and Yeah, I'm like, do people even practice bunts anymore? Do major league teams practice bunts? Because, geez, some of these – and then some of these bunt attempts, I've, not only from us, <laughs> but, but some of these bunt attempts are absolutely atrocious. I'm just like, oh. I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. no, just no, just make it simple. Like, make it simple. Don't give me, I know baseball is hard. Baseball is hard. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But don't make it harder on yourself. You know, just. just I don't think they run the drills like they used to. And, yeah. and, and I don't think the, the art of having your, uh, you know, Ricky Henderson's, Tony Phillips, Vince Coleman's, the guys yeah. who were just super fast that stole like 60 to 70 bases a year, that's gone. You know, like the last guy I knew that did that was like Carl Crawford. Um, there's a couple other baseball players. But the, the art of stealing bases, which is super exciting to watch in itself. Yes. But, but we, so, don't, we don't do it no more, especially the Angels. No. You know? No, of course we don't. Yeah. And I think we – oh, God. Again, sorry, player to not be named. But I think we celebrated Albert Pujols stealing one time. <laughs> I was like, yes. wow. Yeah. I was like, is that how – this is – lower the bar. That's how – that's how much the bar and the standard has dropped. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like, this is, yeah, again, same way. I love to see somebody steal. I think the last player, the last Angels player that I remember seeing, Sean Figgins. Oh, yeah. My Sean guy. Figgins. That was my guy. Small, fast. That was, oh, loved it. He sounds and, like you. He slapped the ball all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep it simple and stick mm -hmm. to your art. And, again, you know, I think Fletcher has done a great job with him stepping up into that leadoff. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not trying to do anything fancy. Just make contact. Get to the 90 feet. You know, of course, yep. if you get the extra bases, then take it. And he will, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. I love the way that he stepped up. But I agree with you. I liked him better in the nine spot. But again, this is if we have a healthy team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel, I feel bad for Madden in a way because I think he's been under a microscope all season. You know, yeah. and um, and they've been watching him. You know, it seems like okay. You know, when he doesn't get enough credit when they win, mm -hmm. and he sure as hell gets bashed uh, by the fans when they lose. I do the post games every night, and and when he makes a questionable move in the bullpen, boy, they slam him right away. Right. You know, right. 
Yes, the, the, the Madden slander. I see it. I hear it. I see it again. And I think at the game, I even heard it. I don't. I forgot who we threw, and I think it might have been Cshek on Saturday. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And I heard somebody next to me. They're like, "Why the f- are we doing that?" <laughs> I was like, well, "I was like, okay. Well, first of all, give it a chance." I was like, "It's already like nine, like you know, nine to one. We're fine. I think we're mm-hmm. fine. You know." Uh, <laughs> But yes, the slander, the Madden slander is absolutely terrible. And again, I mean, don't get me wrong, me and you are diehard fans. We've seen the ups and downs, mainly mm-hmm. downs with this team lately. Um, but I don't think all of it is Madden's fault. Um, and I think at the beginning of the year, we had the investigation with, with our pitching manager, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Touching people. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're kind of left with, stuff from previous GMs, you know, from previous coaching staffs. Um, and Madden is just really trying to piece together something to, to, and have it work and have it work consistently. Um, but we're just having a lot of inconsistencies again with the injuries. injuries and I, us. Exactly. And I think one, one quick thing on that is, is, um, you know, when he was in Tampa, he had the uh, guy who's running the Dodgers now, but I forgot his name, the, the GM in Tampa. He was solid. He had the, the blueprint on how to build Tampa. Madden ran it, you know, all the way to the World Series. Then he went to Chicago. He had Theo Epstein, one of the best GMs ever, uh, running that organization, got him to the World Series. And then he comes over here, and I was thinking, okay, he's put together two good teams, you know, yeah. and kept them together. The Angels should be a cinch. But then seeing what he was left with, like you said, other inheriting a bad GM, inheriting yeah. a bad payroll, injuries. You know, I still feel that he's he hasn't played with a full deck of cards yet, and yeah. maybe next year is the year to be like, okay, are we going to sign him back, or is he going to make the whole season? Because I think next year, a healthy team with the additions that we think are coming, you yeah. know, he should flourish next year, right? Yeah, I definitely think he will flourish next year. I think. It's just, we just have to give them a chance. You know, all these injuries, um, the inconsistencies, you know, the bullpen that we were kind of left with and the bullpen that we expected, um, you know, some of it, of course, tanked as we've seen. Um, Mm -hmm. Other stuff has just been unexpected. Um, So I think we just need to give them a chance, you know, with a healthy team, you know, and especially we have to give these draftees a chance. 20, 20 pitchers like 19 20 pitchers like who does that i applaud perry i applaud this man he heard us he heard us he from the angel heavens and he <laughs> drafted all of these pitchers which is fantastic that's what all of us have been saying for years and he heard us so mm-hmm. i think we just need to give madden a chance i think this is the coach to do it because i think he does think out of the box but i think this at least right now, he has been limited, again, because of those injuries. You know, you can't move people up and down in the lineup when you're only given so many cards. You know, you can't put people in certain positions on the field when you're only given a certain amount of cards. So I think we just need to give them a chance. I agree. I agree. And, you know, going into that final year, a lot's going to depend on, you know, like I said, his coaching ability and keeping this, this team together and hopefully getting a leader in this squad that can help keep, you know, when he, when his message isn't being addressed, maybe the leader on the team can force the issue. You know what I mean? Cause you always need that one player like in back in the day for social, it was Darren Erstad who was, yeah. who was, who kept the clubhouse together yeah. and uh, you know, and, and did, did that kind of like team meeting stuff and would yell and uh, keep everything together. So we're hoping for a player like that. We've all thought it was going to be Trout, but Trout's too much of a nice guy. And don't even get me started on Otani. That dude's like, he wouldn't kill a fly if it was if it landed on his nose. He'd be like, come on, just get off. No, yeah, <laughs> just please fly away. I was expecting, what, um, not even the brawl, but I guess when the bench is cleared, and last time we were in Oakland. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And Otani's just like, please, someone just give me the ball. Like, this yeah, is yeah. one man that is unfazed. And we were, everybody else was riled up. I was like, wait, I'm like, we have a 12 year old on the mound. Like, hold on. Like, just. Yeah. Or, or like when Boston won that game and he grounded out, you know, and they almost came back. Oh, yeah. That it was uncalled for name towards Otani. Yes. I thought, do I thought someone from Boston was going to get beamed the next day or there was going to be a bench oh. clearing. And Otani told everyone it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
no, I am beaning somebody. I don't care. Someone's going to pay the price. <laughs> yeah, someone is going to feel this wrath. Like, yes. no. Yes. <laughs> that was a bit disappointing, but then you're like, dang, this guy is just too nice. But, you know, it's I respect respectful. I, I yeah. give him that because you don't, you know, you don't see a lot of respect in the game sometimes. So mm -hmm. I do, I applaud that man for that. Because, yeah. again, I think as, you know, if I have somebody coming at me, I'm sorry, I'm swinging. We don't even, yeah. no words, no words. We can go ahead and just duke it out. I don't care. Hand me the suspension later. Like, exactly. We'll worry about the fine and the suspension. I don't care. We're, yeah. we're going to um, take care of it right now. <laughs> but but even then, like the next game, I remember Otani, like the guy broke his bat. He runs over to him and hands him the bat, yeah. smiles and pats him on the back. And like, dude, come on. Yeah, I think on Twitter, there's like an Otani like fan page, meme page of like uh -huh. him being nice. <laughs> like him being nice like to the bat boy somewhere and i think i seen the one where he picked up the broken bat i'm like yeah are you serious <laughs> this is what we have like that's our fierce competitor that's the home run leader right now <laughs> yeah that is our mvp candidate and home run leader look at this man <laughs> exactly so we i think we've addressed both the uh, seattle series oakland talked a lot of baseball got to know you a bit we're glad to have you on here and have you a part of the page now I know. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, guys. I um, And I think that's one. I think that's why I love the Angels community as a whole. Uh, again, my boyfriend is a Dodgers fan. This It's a house divided all the time. Oh, you um, got to turn them to the good side. I tried. I Take them away from the dark side. Come on now. I know. But the, <laughs> but the Angels community, I think there's just something about it to where, you know, we can, we're, we're just... A family we've all kind of just been through that heartbreak we've seen our ups we've seen our downs mm -hmm. you know and we definitely try to stick together for the most part you know we've had a couple bandwagoners that kind of floated off um okay. you know and then we've had some bandwagoners come in uh because of otani and trout now so which is fine we accept everybody but i loved being a part of the page when i first found you guys on instagram um you know it was great to have my comments read um you know i have a lot of baseball knowledge in my brain um so it was nice to finally be heard uh to not be criticized for being a woman um because I think I've the two Dodgers games that I went to with my boyfriend and I think I said something I'm like why did he do that you know like and some rude ass Dodgers fan was like shut up I was like Ooh. okay I'm sorry <laughs> wow. I'm sorry I talked like you know so and I mean again I think you know, maybe that's just me, but that one person, but to finally be heard, you know, and be recognized in the baseball community and the angel community, you know, of a team that I love, team that I hold near and dear to my heart. It's been great. You know, I've loved interacting, you know, with some of the, some of the people that have found me on Instagram, Rally Chris found me on Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. he's been really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been nice, you know, and I hope maybe after hearing this podcast, you know, of hopefully word gets around I can invite other women I I know I've invited some of my friends mm -hmm. um, to get women in baseball I love it you know I love breaking down those barriers whether it's small podcasts like this or even you know bigger steps I think oh, yeah absolutely because like you know we, we joked about it it's like look if you identify as a tree if you want to be part of this you could be a tree it doesn't <laughs> matter like like you talk angels baseball that's what we want to do here if you got knowledge about it and even if you don't you're becoming a fan we enjoy that too it's it's all about like just having a good time enjoying yourself uh sharing your experiences as an angels fan your history what your hopes are for the team because it's like anything else if you're in a video game community you you do the same yeah. thing you know you have something to talk about so we've never held back from any kind of like uh you know say oh men only you know because <laughs> it's it's changed i got to admit over the last 20 years especially in football, I saw it first. Females mm -hmm. really got into football, you know? And yeah. I was like, wow, you know, they know their stuff. You go to a bar and they're like, they're like, yeah, you know, they're talking better than I would about my team. So I'm like, that's really cool. You right? know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And then and then now in baseball, it's taken off too. And it's really enjoyable because you don't have to be like, well, you know, I got to change the channel with my girl. It's like, no, my yeah. girl likes sports too. That's pretty cool. So Yeah. I know my boyfriend loves it. We're both sitting there watching ESPN. He's like, oh, this is great. I'm just like, I'm like yeah, I'm like, you like this, huh? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got a winner here, right? <laughs> I'm like, of course, yes, keep me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you're a keeper. All right, but I, I still got to say, I, you know, you know, not not brownie points for the Dodgers. I'm just saying. 
just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. But hopefully you could change it. Nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> no, nobody's perfect. It's something I think I've had to accept, but we'll, I'll keep trying. Just Okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. So it was a pleasure having you on and it uh, looks like this is going to be a routine. So we'll I'm hit you up. So- excited <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> no worries and uh when fernando joins we'll be able to be a trio and we'll be able to talk more angels baseball get a third person's opinion on this it's gonna be pretty good so we're looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it thank you so much i definitely had fun um and again i hope this gets out to everybody share it you know share it anywhere make memes out of it for all i care i don't <laughs> i don't care just put it out there you know we uh, we accept everybody. I've definitely felt the love ever since I started interacting with the page, started talking to you guys. Um, so it's definitely something that I've recommended. I hope anybody listening to this, you know, put it out there. You know, we definitely accept any baseball talk, even slander. It's okay. Oh, yeah. You control too. We love it. We love it. <laughs> we love it. Any attention is good attention for all I care. Exactly. But if, if, if you can't, uh, what is it, can't take the heat and get out of the kitchen. But if you can, exactly. go for it. <laughs> With that being said, this has been another podcast. Check us out on uh, Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, iTunes. We're on all those. And then also we're on YouTube. So you're going to be seeing this video here on YouTube. And then you're going to catch the audio version on the other stuff. Check out redbubble.com for all the merchandise. And play the free games that we're giving out free jerseys and hats. So to stay tuned for the pre- and post-game shows. So any final thoughts uh, besides what you said right now? Because we'll just dip on out of here. Hmm. I mean, again, let's try to hope for good, good thoughts for this Oakland series, but um, let's not be too heartbroken if it doesn't work out. Yes. We'll try to stay positive. Oh God. Try to stay positive guys. No slander and quit, quit the David Fletcher slander. Okay. I'm not here for it, please. (laughs) Yeah. You're all, that's a no, no. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's a line we do not cross here. Exactly. All right, Courtney. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye. Have a good night, guys. And light up the halo. This man says he.